0: good morning everybody Good morning. how's everybody doing all right you know what i was gonna make you do it again but the one woo saved it so all right we're gonna we got a lot of cool things going on this morning uh but we're gonna start out with some praise and worship together as a community so why don't you join us stand up thank you father god for being in the battle with us for leading us lord and we just pray as we go into the rest of the service today that our hearts would be on you that we'd have a worshipful mindset and a mindset of followers for you, Father God. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. You guys can all have a seat. I have a friend coming up with me in a minute. My name is Lee. I'm the communications director here. If this is your first or few times coming, welcome. We're glad you're here. I wanted to let you guys know of a few things we have going on before we jump into the rest of our service. Number one, ladies... There's a retreat this fall. Oh, thank you! (laughs) Information is on mylcc.info. Go check it out, see what we're up to. Secondly, this Wednesday, um, Tom is leading the final class, walking through the C.S. Lewis, some of his writings. We're gonna talk about, here you go, till we have faces. Um, This Wednesday from seven to nine, come. We're gonna talk book stuff, it's gonna be good. And then there's something going on this Friday. Yeehaw!
2: Yeah! yeah. Right on. See, I told you,
1: All right, you we're, were going to have an
0: old-fashioned square dance coming up here on Friday. Don't crowd push or shove. There's plenty of room for everybody. We're going to be dancing right out here in the parking lot. We're going to get here around 6:30. The dancing will be from 7 to 9. They're going to have snacks and games. Square snacks. Square snacks. And you need some help with people yes. signing up for square snacks. Yes, we have
1: snacks. a sign-up on mylcc.info. Any square snack you can think of, or not square snack. So Anything. we want food to eat, since food we're going to eat, be yeah, like, th- doing all that dancing. That's and right. It'd that's how it goes, fun. right? Yeah. Like
0: that? Well, I mean, if you want to, you can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's stopping you. So, it, It's a good time. If you've never square danced before, please don't worry. I'll teach you everything you need to know. You'll be dancing within 10 minutes. If you've done it before, let me see you raise your hand. You've done it before? All right. So tell those folks around you that it's not hard. It's not easy. Nobody knows what they're doing. We'll all make mistakes, and we'll all have fun. So don't worry about being perfect because it's the last thing. But anybody who's interested in doing a neighboring activity, I've invited some friends myself. So if you have a chance, invite your neighbors. Tell them to come out. It's open to everybody, and I hope to see you guys all this Friday night.
1: Sounds good. And we'll have snacks, square dancing, games, square-themed games. So it'll be fun. Even if you, like, dance with us. If not, there'll be stuff to do. We're going to hang out. Friday starting at 630. We're excited to see you guys.
0: Hope
3: to see you there. Good morning. Before we have Brett, who will be leading us today in preaching, um, I have here with me Holly. Hello. Hi. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to square dance?
2: I do, actually. I have square danced before.
3: Okay. Uh, do you have any secret movement? that? <laughs> you can... No, don't <laughs> go Well, there. I, I heard don't... about the do-si-do, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, we want to hear a little bit about uh, what is happening with you, how, what are you doing, but first of all, for the people that are new here, how are you connected with LCC? Uh,
2: yeah, I've been coming to LCC since I was a little girl. Um, and I, now I just go on the live stream because I live in Orlando, Florida. But uh, yeah, my parents are still here, my brother's still here, so LCC is definitely my home church.
3: What do you like most about LCC?
2: I think <laughs> I think it's just the community. You guys are so good at like living missionally together, and that's really rare in churches. So I commend you for that.
3: Great. Now, how your minister start? What was your the vision? What what moved you to start your minister? And what are you doing right now?
2: Yeah. So um, when I was in gosh eighth grade, God really called me to unreached people groups—the people who have never had the chance to hear about Jesus. And he just really put that passion in my heart. And so once I became an adult, I was like, okay, I guess this has not gone away. This is something that God's calling me to do. And so um, I started into full-time ministry, focusing on unreached people groups. And um, so so I've been doing that for the past 10 years. And uh, now I'm going to still be doing that just in a slightly different way.
3: So. Okay. Um, mainly, is in Latin America or is. East-
2: all over the world. Okay. Uh, Africa, Asia, South America, everywhere.
3: Okay. Now, I have some quick question for you. And maybe this is not related to minister. It's more about knowing you. And uh, you have to respond as quick as possible. Okay. If you don't know the answer, <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, we can ask your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. What is your favorite color? Purple. Uh, favorite breakfast? Uh, cinnamon rolls. Okay. Uh, favorite visit? A place to visit in the world
2: that's really hard <laughs> you can't spring that go one for, on me
3: <laughs> <laughs> um you say columbus ohio and later yeah. say the
2: <laughs> columbus ohio uh, i'll say i'll say i was in siberia a couple of years ago loved it so i'll say siberia
3: okay si- siberia and orlando is <laughs> nothing in common
2: yeah i don't i don't love living in orlando <laughs> it's too hot and humid but you know
3: okay and, and the last question uh for you is how we as a church can come close to you and how we can pray for you.
2: Yeah, so as I mentioned, I'm starting a new phase of ministry um, with something called the Jesus Film Project. And um, yeah, you might've heard of that, (laughs) yeah. Um, So I'm gonna start serving with them come this fall. And I'm really excited about the opportunity. I still get to work with unreached people groups. It's just helping develop a new tool for people in their heart language. And uh, so you can definitely pray as I make this transition. Um, you know, anytime you start a new job, it's a little nerve, nerve-wracking. You're like, is it, am I like my team? You know, is God gonna really bless me in this? And so um, yeah, definitely pray for me during that transition. And then also, um, before I can actually get into that, I have to raise some additional support. Um, so I need to raise about $1,500 a month this summer, so um, you can pray that God will really provide for all of my needs as I walk into this next chapter.
3: Oh, this is great. Now, is any place that we can find information about what are you doing, uh, any website or something? Yeah,
2: you... um, because of security reasons, I'm not really online, but feel free to talk to me. If you don't you have my email or my phone number, ask mom or dad or Ian they all have it. A lot of people in this church have my contact information. I would love to talk to you more personally. So,
3: Okay, if we all can take a moment now and just, if you can stand up and extend your hands. and I'm going to give you 30 seconds just to bless Holly with your prayers. Just pray over her, over her needs, over the minister, over the dream that God is putting on her. This is your moment to pray and I'm going to pray for you too. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for what are you doing in this country and for the people that you are raising to share the gospel in all the world. Thank you, God, because you are a good God and and your mercy endure forever uh, and you have brought us here together to save others. I'm praying especially for Holly, Señor, that you bless her, provide for her, you know her heart, and you know what is she needing at this time. Help us also to love her and, and to help her in all that she's doing. I'm praying this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want to introduce my great friend. Uh, how do you want us to introduce you? Uh, you take it away, whatever you want to say. I trust Brother you. and sister, <laughs> with you, the great bread. Oh, geez.
4: Thank you, Armando. You all can have a seat. Thank you. If you know me, you know that this is not usually where I'm at on Sundays. Usually I'm sitting with you guys, and I'm up there with the band, but uh, this is exciting. I feel very blessed to be able to lead the teaching today. Uh, If you don't know me, my name is Brett Michott. I'm the worship and young adults pastor here at Life Community Church. And like I said, I'm very happy to be here this morning. Uh, First off, to all the dads in the building or at home watching uh, happy Father's Day. Woo-woo. It's our one day of the year. Soak it up. Uh, may your Sunday afternoon be filled with family, uh, love, and an opportunity to do what we really want, which is watch some golf. <laughs> which we also, we all know what that means. Watch some golf. More like take a nap. I mean, am, am I ass. Well, this is a, an, an unpopular opinion that I have, but I actually think that of all the sports uh, to watch. I think that golf is by far the most exciting sport to watch. I know some of you, yeah, I'm already hearing people that are like, Petra's just telling me to just strip, get out. Oh. <laughs> I think golf is so exciting. I mean, who was, who's paying attention to the tournament this weekend? Anybody? I, thank you. Who was it? Scotty Scheffler, hold out for like Eagle from hundred some year. I mean, that's amazing. That's incredible. Yes. 99% of it is just sitting, listening to you guys go, And here we have Justin Thomas on hole 13. All right, he's walking to the ball. I know, I know, but I personally think it is very exciting to watch. Is there another sport where you can start watching it, fall asleep for three and a half hours, wake up, it's still going on, and you haven't missed anything? That is amazing. There's no other sport like that. Uh, but yes, that is just one of my many uh, unpopular opinions that I hold tightly to, and I, I bet you can see where this is going. We're going to talk about some other ones. Uh, first of all, who here likes movies? Who here likes movies? Yes. So you all know, you all probably have your favorite actor or your favorite actress. Uh, well, maybe you think that the best actor or actress of all time is, who, does anybody have any suggestions? Anybody? Anybody? You guys are quiet. Come on, give me a suggestion. Who's an actor? Who's actor is really good? Harrison Ford, yes. Okay, we got one. That's good. Sean Connery, Connery. okay. I don't know him or her. (laughs) But, but that's your opinion, and that's all I'm sure they're great. Some people might say Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington, Anthony Hopkins, except for Thor. He didn't do much in that movie. Meryl Streep. But you're all wrong. The best actor of all time, I can say this with a straight face, is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Come on, people. Come on, my man Arnold. Who else can star in a family Christmas movie and a movie where you're Danny DeVito's twin and a movie where you're a cop undercover in a kindergarten classroom titled kindergarten? Also, he was in a couple of action movies, but nobody cares about those. The man's got range. Best actor of all time. All right, moving on. Uh, TV shows, TV shows. Who here likes watching TV? Probably all of us. Maybe you're watching like Netflix or Hulu or anything like that. What are some of the best TV shows of all time? Seinfeld. I actually wrote that down to whoever said Seinfeld. Nice. Some people would say Seinfeld. I heard Blue Bloods. Uh, the, I also wrote that one down because watching it nine times is not enough. That tenth watch through of The Office is where it really gets good. Um, but again, you're, Futurama, again, you're not even close, guys. When they look, when they look in the history books... A hundred years from now, they will see this yellow square Spongebob, all right? Greatest show of all time. You can can fight me on that later, okay? Music. Who here listens to music? Everybody listens to music. Come on. Best band. What are some popular bands, popular artists right now? Or or of all time. Who's the the best? The Beatles. I wrote that one down. The Eagles. Oh. I'm not going to say my dad likes the Eagles because apparently when I say that, it makes people feel old. And I, I, I love you, too. I don't, I don't mean anything bad by that. Uh, who's that? The LCC band, yeah! I didn't write that one. Wow, that, they're pretty great. I love them. Um, I did write Chris Tomlin, which that's, no. I love Chris Tomlin, but no. Um, well, the best man of all time. I actually think that a couple people are going to agree with me on this one. These guys right here. You, do everybody know who this is? You, too? Okay, well, just kidding. It's not you, too. Come on! You don't think I'm serious. It's Muse, right? Raise your hand if you know who Muse is. That was a lot more people than I thought. Okay, I'm very excited to see that. Best band of all time, British rock band. I don't agree with their lyrics or their stances or whatever, but they're amazing. You can't deny that they're amazing. Okay, now for the last one. This is probably the most important one. The best pizza, okay? And notice how I have the English and the Spanish translation of pizza up there. I typed that out, by the way. I didn't just copy and paste it, I typed out pizza twice. Some people say Donato's, Donato's Pizza Hut, Marco's Giordano's, Sam's Club, Santino's, Joe one of those was not a name of a pizza place, but somebody who used to go here. Um, okay, now hear me out, hear me out. When we're talking about the best pizza, there are a lot of factors, and I want you to think Think very hard with me, because I have thought way too long about this. For the value. (laughs) Little Caesars, baby! Woo! Where else? I am hearing some boos, nice. Where else can you buy pizza for 35 cents? I I don't think you can do that anywhere else. And you know what? If you get it right when it comes out of the oven and it's so hot it burns your mouth, it tastes pretty good, you know? (laughs) So, so, okay, so I, I'm done with the unpopular opinions. Uh, now to the meat of it. Uh, the, the nice thing about all of those unpopular opinions that I hold way too closely to is that they don't really cost me anything, except maybe some friends. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll see after this. But I want to ask you this question. What is our response when our unpopular opinions can cost us something? And going even further, what, are, what is our response when our unpopular opinions can cost us everything, even our own lives? Today, we're going to look at a group of men who had a very unpopular opinion to those around them, and having it meant that they would lose their lives. But before we dive into Daniel 3, uh, we're going to do a quick recap of Daniel 1 and 2, because we're only two three chapters into this, so we're going to do a quick recap. In Daniel 1, we saw Daniel and his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who we're going to hear a little bit more about today. Uh, we saw them stare into the face of hardship And basically say to the king and his advisors, "Mm, I know you want us to eat this food, but we're going to eat this food because that's what God is telling us to do. And in the end, God actually blessed them because of that. And king, the king at the time, his name's King Nebuchadnezzar. I'm going to call him King Nebi because that's much easier to, to say. Okay, so when I say King Nebi, it's King Nebuchadnezzar. You got it? Okay, cool. So King Nebi saw that and he actually promoted them in their kingdom. They gained a relationship with the king, which was pretty cool. Uh, Armando discussed that morning, he talked about lemons, and he said it very specifically. He said, lemons, and my cell group, Armando, I want to let you know, we talked about that for like 20 minutes, and it, it stuck with us. So thank you for that visual representation of when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. When the hard times come around, we can trust in God. Uh, the next week, Tom, this was last week, talked about how we saw King Nebby's crazy dream about a statue made of different materials, and we saw Daniel... Daniel, you know, the series title Daniel, we saw Daniel interpret those dreams to Nebi. And Tom pointed out that the main point of last week was that history is full of kings and kingdoms, but the kingdom of God through Jesus reigns over them all. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. All right, along with those two chapters, we've also focused on a very specific verse that is actually found in Daniel chapter 11. Eventually, we'll get to Daniel 11. Um, And the last part of that verse says this, it says the people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. And we wanted to highlight that verse every single week and especially this week because the story we see today directly reflects the challenge of this verse. All right, y'all ready? Okay, open up your Bibles to Daniel 3. We're going to take a minute and read through verses 1 through 7. Uh, And for now, I'm calling this portion of the story, and yes, I did name every portion of the story, so you can remember them. This is going to be called King Nebi's Image of Gold and Instructions to Worship. Uh, And just a quick caveat, I have a one-year-old. He's 15 or so months. Is he 15 months or is Allison? He's 15 months. Yes. Um, And he loves it when we read stories to him and even Bible stories and we've just gotten so used to reading and funny voices that if I start doing different voices for the characters, I mean absolutely no disrespect to the word of God. It's just out of habit, okay? So just roll with it. Okay, verse 1, Daniel chapter 3. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its breadth six cubits. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Okay, does anybody know how long a cubit is? you do, Murphy? Really? That is incredible. I did not know that. I I know, I know how long it is. He said from the elbow to the middle finger of a grown man. Wow, that's somebody who's studied this at least as much as I have, if not more. Um, When it says that the height was 60 cubits, that means that it was about 90 feet tall, so this image was huge. All right, let's keep reading. Verse 2, then King Nebuchadnezzar Sent to gather the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And then the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, and the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces gathered for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And they stood before the image. That Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And the herald proclaimed aloud, you are commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. Oh, no. Did I? Was that the right? Was that the right? Okay, cool. Therefore, as soon as all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, all the peoples, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Okay, you guys all tracking? Okay, in summary, King Nebi makes a statue. He tells everyone when they hear the sound of the music, it's time to bow down and worship. And everybody does that. Cool. All right, next portion. Keep your Bibles open. Verse 8, we're calling this portion an accusation and a question. All right, verse 8, read along with me. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, which voice did I do for this? Oh, I wrote down, okay. Oh, King, live forever. That's my voice for that one. The Jews being Rack, Shack, and Benny Pause. Okay, so we shorten King Nebuchadnezzar's name to King Nebi. We're also going to shorten the main three characters. Okay, so Shadrach is going to be Rack. Meshach is going to be Shack, And Abednego is going to be Benny. Okay, and if this all is starting to sound familiar, that means that your family probably watched Veggie Tales when you were uh, younger or maybe when you were older. And before you ask, no, I am not going to sing the bunny song that goes along with this episode. If you don't know, it goes like the bunny, the bunny. That's all you're getting. I'm not saying anymore, okay? Rack, Shack, and Benny. You all are following along? Okay, verse 10, the Chaldeans are saying to the king, you, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into a bind and fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O oh king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made, well and good, but if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Before we go on, I want to give King Nebi just a little bit of credit, just, just a tiny bit. He's the king. He could have just sent Rack, Shaq, and Benny to die without even questioning them. But instead, he wanted to hear their side of the story and even give them an opportunity to obey his commands. And what's cool is we can see that this is their relationship that they made with the king in Daniel chapter 1. Coming up, because of that relationship, they had the opportunity to talk with the king and share what they're about, what we're about to see. But let's not give King Nebi too much credit, just a little bit. Because he's not just wrong as far as not worshiping our God, not worshiping Yahweh but he completely misunderstands why Rack, Shak and Benny are not bowing down. You see, to King Nebi, these three are defying his order orders because they believe that their God is powerful and will save them. In verse 15, Nebi says, But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands. Okay, let's move on to the next chunk of the passage that we are titling Rack, Shack, and Benny's response. And this, this is it. Okay, this is the part of the passage that we are focusing on this morning. Okay, so stay with me. Starting in verse 16, it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Did you hear that? Okay, we're going to read that one more time. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. And this is the climax of the story. Rack, Shack, and Benny, in the face of certain death by fire, stick up for what they believe in because they recognize that obedience to God is more important than anything else. They knew that their God had the power to save. That is very clear. However, they also make it very clear to King Nebi and to us, reading it thousands of years later, that God saving them was not why they weren't bowing down. They weren't bowing down because, simply put, God told them not to they knew that the one true God, Yahweh, the same God that we worship today, is the only one who is worthy of all of our worship. And while a death in a fiery furnace, to put it lightly, is not something they necessarily wanted, they knew that it was better for them to be burned to death than to worship something other than God. Now that, that is a statement. And it goes well with our verse the series in Daniel 11. The people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. Okay. Let's let's continue on in verse 19. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated, And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the fiery furnace. And then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. And because the king's order was urgent and the furnace was overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning, fiery furnace. Okay, hear me out. What if that was it? Think about that for a little bit. What if that was the end of this story? Would God be any less sovereign? Would God be any less powerful, any less good? What would Rack, Shack, and Benny say? In verse 16, they say to King Nebi that they have no need to answer in this matter, if it be so. It's very clear that even if the next part of this passage didn't exist, our God would still be worthy of worship, according to Rack, Shack, and Benny. They believed that so strongly they were willing to not just face certain death, that they accepted it. And thankfully for us, and (laughs) yeah, thankfully, the story doesn't end here. Let's continue on in verse 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, did Did we not cast, sorry, did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. He answered and said, but I see four men unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the fiery furnace He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that their fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted him, and set aside the king's command, and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Hold up. Ding, ding, ding. I feel like is it just me, or is King Nebi, King Nebuchadnezzar, starting to understand why, Rach, Shach, and Benny, didn't bow down? If we look back at verse twenty-eight, it says, Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, "Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him, and set aside the king's command. This next part, and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god." Except their own God. You see, King Nebi makes a point to mention that the three, Rak, Shack, and Benny, yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any God except their own God. Nebi changes his focus from the power of their God and instead is absolutely awestruck by the devotion of Rak, Shack, and Benny. And I love that this is included within the story because it shows that our willingness to stand firm and take action in the face of hardship can have a meaningful impact on those that we are standing against. Not always, it's not a given, but it can. All right, reading on. Therefore, I make a decree. Any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, their houses laid in ruins, for there is no other God who was able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. And this story, the story is incredible for, for many reasons. In the end, King Nebi sees what, is an incredible display of God's power. He looks into the furnace, and just like we sang, there wasn't three people, there was another in the fire standing with them. In this instance, God made it a part of his plan to save Rack, Shaq, and Benny from the fiery furnace. And King Nebi's heart and mind are changed, and he even goes so far as to promote Rack, Shaq, and Benny in the province of Babylon. Now, seriously though, while this ending is incredible, our attention this morning is on the faithful obedience of Rack, Shaq, and Benny. All right. That's the story. You might be asking yourselves, so what? Ike, why are we talking about this? I'm going to invite the band to come up. In just a moment, uh, we're going to praise God. The band's going to lead a song uh, that we've actually never played or sang here before, but I think it really articulates the application of this passage so well. When we are faced with persecution, with suffering, when we're faced with hardships, tough decisions, all for the sake of the gospel. How are we going to respond? How am I going to respond? How are you guys going to respond? History is full of people who faced death because of their faith in Christ. And in the end, they chose obedience. If we look at many, 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 almost all of the disciples, they were executed because of their faith in Christ. Throughout history, there's so many that I could name, but in preparing for this message, somebody came to mind, um, someone named Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who, if you haven't heard of him, there's a book called Bonhoeffer uh, by Eric Metaxas that talks about his life, and it's, it's incredible. He was a believer who lived in Nazi Germany during World War II, Uh, And he stood up for his faith to the point where he was eventually killed because of it. And something I learned in my research this last week was that he actually flew from Germany at one point during World War II to the States. And then he went back to Germany. How crazy is that? He was safe in America. And yet, he claimed that he knew that this is what God wanted for him, was to go back to Germany, even though he knew it would probably cost him everything. And again, given enough time, I'm sure we could all think of circumstances in our lives that we would like God to change, because our world is, is full of sin, and people are hurting. We are hurting. Yet we can stand firm and take action together and proclaim the same thing that Rak, Shaq, and Benny said to King Nebi. That even if God doesn't choose to take away our hurt, even if God doesn't choose to take our, away our heartache, even if he doesn't choose to take away our suffering, even if our loneliness, our illness, our depression, our anxiety, our confusion. Even if God doesn't choose to save us from a fiery furnace, that we will put our hope in him alone. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for, we thank you for this morning. Father God, we thank you for the ways that you are faithful to us, Lord. That no matter what our present circumstances tell us, that you are good. God, help us to be obedient. Help us to choose you over anything. God, the, the, the big idols, but also the small ones that just distract us and take us away from you. God, help us to look in the face of adversity, with love and kindness, first of all, but also, God, help us to not lose our convictions. Help us to trust in you with a faith that isn't dependent on the outcome, God, but is more worried about and more focused about obedience. God, we love you, and it's in your name that we pray this morning, amen
0: about through this series has been Stand Firm and Take Action. And now we turn to one of the absolute highlights of what we do around here, which is baptism. I, I'll tell you what, um, baptism is is a beautiful thing to be able to do as we as we think about our, what Jesus has done for us. And some of you, the, the baptism may be new to you, like why, why do we take people and dunk them underwater? Why do we bring them back up back up again? What is the... What is the purpose of that? What's the symbolism of that? And it's the fact that Jesus Christ came down in the flesh to die for us, to pay for our sins on the cross. And then he, he rose from the dead, showing that he had victory over sin and death. And now he gives us the opportunity to have new life in Christ. So it's very symbolic baptism in that, in that going down to the old life and being brought up again to the new life. And so this is a, a very special thing we do together. Um, in that day, uh, pe- people were baptized into things. They, they That's how they identified with things. So that's why we continue to do it, is because Jesus said, I want you to do that. I want to, as you follow me, I want you to make a public declaration. I want you to stand firm and take action. Now, I, I just want to say this, because a lot of times around baptism, there's this question of, well, when do I do it, and, and when is the right time? And the right time, honestly, is if you've trusted Christ. I say, that's, that's the right time. A lot of times, it's very easy to step back and say, I'm going to get my life together first because I don't feel comfortable getting baptized until I get my life together, right? It's, it's just a natural thing we feel, but the reality is the message of baptism is that you don't have it together. You don't have your life together, and that's why you need to come to Christ and to give your life to him because he stands in the gap. He is the one who takes on our sin. So the right time is not to wait until everything is perfect in your life and everything's going well or you're, you haven't sinned in a while or whatever it is. We are sinners. We need Christ every day. And baptism is just the symbolic uh, representation of what Jesus has done for us and how he's forgiven us. So, this is a, a beautiful thing, and you're going to hear a, a cool story today of someone who um, many of you don't know, uh, but she has reached out, and she wants to get, get baptized today. So, I want to clarify again. Baptism, it doesn't save you, all right? Jesus Christ, only his blood can save us from our sin. Only his resurrection can bring us new life, right? This is just a, a, it's a retelling of and a stand for, for Jesus, So it's cause to celebrate today, and as we get ready to do this, if you are connected with Ariana and you want to come up and stand around the tank, whether it be family or if you know her, we invite you to do that as she comes out and gets baptized today, all right? We are going to, I want you to stand because we're going to actually sing a song, and we're going to worship God and just dedicate this time to Him as we sing. Here with us this morning, and I'm going to let you tell a little bit of your your
5: story. Um. So, hi, everybody. Um. I grew up in the church. Um. Uh, I kind of grew up in, grew up and, <laughs> and kind of strayed away into my own way, and I found myself in a really rough place. I found myself in deep depression, having suicidal thoughts, and I actually came back home, and I realized how God's face was always on me, even throughout the time that that I wasn't with him. He was always with me. And I decided that, you know, it's time for me to give my life completely to Christ and die to my sin and follow him. So that's why I'm here. And I actually... <laughs> and I actually... Um, Dan is uh, baptizing me, but I've actually never been here. This is my first time. I asked God to lead me to a church to get baptized, and this is where I where I was led to.
0: So. All right, Ariana, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior?
5: Yes, I have. <clears throat>
0: okay. Because of your faith in Mommy. Jesus, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mommy. Let's pray, God. We welcome Ariana. We welcome your child this morning. We thank you so much for the work that you're doing in her life, God, to draw here her to this place today, and to do it through relationships and different ways. And God, I know uh, she wants a new path with you, and she wants to uh, to follow you with her whole heart. And we know there's ups and downs in her life, um, but your spirit leads us, God, and we're so thankful for Ariana being here this morning, and we pray uh, for her road ahead and for the mighty things you're going to do in her life uh, because of the step that she's taking to declare you are her Lord. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Amen.
4: Amen. Amen. And praise God. Uh, As you guys are walking out, in just a second, the band is going to play through that song one more time. So if you want to sing with them, you can stay and sing. Uh, But you guys are dismissed. But before you go, don't forget, Square Dancing this Friday, okay? We're going to continue the celebration that we started today, all right? Sign up online for snacks. Sign up online for snacks. We need people to bring snacks, okay? And we'll see you all this Friday. Have a great rest of your week. Summer event is at 630.